Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. All right, welcome to the Side Action, episode 17 of season 5. My name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Wexpool on Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. Follow the podcast at SideActionPod on Twitter and SideActionPodcast on Instagram. So, Action, first of all, congratulations on Calcutta and the plus 550 in the World Cup. You did great. Thank you. Yeah, it was a really awesome World Cup final last Sunday. The back-and-forth play, especially in the second half and the extra time, was really enjoyable. There were moments where I couldn't sit down. I was standing in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was great. Yeah, I don't, they don't, I don't know. I'm sure that there have been finals that go to PKs and all that kind of stuff. But the way it kind of transpired, I mean, Argentina was kind of dominating and then yeah. France came back. And what was this guy? Mbappe? What was his name? What's his name? Keelan Mbappe. Mbappe, yeah. He scored two goals back to back really quick and then. And then the great save, and that was an extra time. Yeah, like it was the 123rd minute, I think. It was probably one of the last kicks of the ball. France could have won it right then and there, and that was an amazing save. Amazing save, and I don't know if the – but, you know, that keeper, when he won the whatever the golden <clears throat> thing, he was walking around and around. <laughs> I saw that. The Qataris were like, uh, we're not inviting you back. Yeah, you're not coming back. <laughs> but hey, he got it done. So congrats. Um, how was the rest of your weekend? And, and you're in Arizona right now? Yeah, the rest of the weekend was nice. We just kind of relaxed. Um, uh, oh, actually, well, that was the weekend. We went down to see my niece, uh, yes. Emma. So we did that mm-hmm. Saturday and then came back. So it was a really fun weekend all around. 24-hour trip to Indy and then the World Cup final and then NFL football. And now we are uh, here in Scottsdale for a couple of days with my brother-in-law and his girlfriend. And then we're going to go up and visit my in-laws for Christmas. That's awesome, man. What yeah. a great uh, It's good to get out of the Midwest action, as you know. Yeah. As I was discussing before the pod, it's minus four degrees. It's up for minus six from earlier this morning with a wind chill <laughs> of minus 30. So it is a little chilly in the upper Midwest, uh, a, little, a little snow action. Don't worry, my dad is messaging me about Colorado weather and it's always worse but then he tells me it's gonna be 50 on Monday I'm like it's not gonna get quite a, that warm here dad yeah. thanks for the notification uh, but <laughs> no, I, had a good I had a good weekend I had went to a couple well, we had a happy hour on Friday that was fun we had a good turnout and a holiday happy hour and then on Saturday I had two different parties and you'd be proud of this proud of, proud of me actually proud of your co-host I only had three drinks on Saturday but I was out like six hours so Look at that. I was controlled because I played volleyball like 8 in the morning. I, was, I missed most of the World Cup final. Uh, but, but yeah, it was a good time. You know, a lot of uh, celebrations, birthdays, stuff like that. So now we're just kind of hunkered down. My daughter came home, and I'm sure she's really happy to be back in the freezing cold weather and locked yeah. up at the house for days. <laughs> well, that sounds nice. The key is moderation. Sounds like you're on it. Yeah, I'm not good at that because uh, I'm a yes man, as you know. I'll say yes to any shot. And uh, Saturday, Friday was like that. Friday was a little banged up for volleyball. It was uh, yeah. 
you know, people, when you're the host, they want to give you a shot. I'm like, sure, sure, why not? <laughs> Next thing you know, I've barely eaten any food, and it's 12.30 you know, a.m. You've been drinking since 5 p.m., and you pass out, you wake up with a he- with a headache. Actually, yeah. it happens. you got to watch yourself. Of course. Yeah. So, anyway, well, let's dig into what happened last week in week 15. Um, you know, we didn't have a great week, but we'll get on that more. Uh, so, let's go over the injuries first. These are kind of big for our handicaps this week. First of all, Jalen Hurts um, for Philadelphia. He kind of got landed on. The Bears actually played pretty tough. They did cover that number. Um, but, you know, they it was never in doubt the, to me the, the outcome. But Hurts kind of got banged up on his shoulder. It looks like he's out. You're yeah. listing doubtful. I think he's out. Mm-hmm. You've got the Minshew mania coming in there with the stash. I know you love Minshew. We'll talk about that in a minute. So there's that's a big handicap there against Dallas. Um Brian Tannehill, out for the season. Yeah. This is interesting. Um, so that's out for the regular season, or is he out, period? Well, uh, I don't think they're going to make the postseason. <laughs> so no, no, yeah. I, I think uh, I read that he's out at least through the remainder of the year. That's a good question, though. I don't know the exact nature of the injury. I think it's an ankle in some, some fashion. Yeah, I mean, after – and, of course, we get the ambulances here at the Edgewater studio. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> but, um, you know – after last night's win with Jacksonville, I mean, they're really only a game back. Half so game. yeah, half game, right. I'm assuming they, you know, so wait, I thought there were two games back going into this week. No, Are they no, one game, one game, one game. Okay. and they have the, uh, the tiebreaker now having won in Tennessee already. And they play in the last week of the season in Jacksonville. So right. I think I mean, the Jaguars my, are in firm command. Yeah. I think they're going to take the division. We'll see. I mean, obviously, you know, Titans, good coaching. We talked about it. They've kind of defied the odds for a while, and now they've kind of come back to earth. But, but Malik, Malik Willis, huh? I mean, he got a start before. He wasn't great, but yeah. they did okay against the Chiefs. We'll, we'll see. A totally different offense with him in there. Yeah, no doubt about it. Can't really throw. Right. Lamar Jackson is out again. Uh, the Tyler Huntley experience continues uh, for Baltimore. We'll see. They did not look good last week uh, against mm-hmm. the Browns. They have an interesting matchup this week. I don't know if we can go on that team, but you know, this is the same thing last year. You know, Lamar was out late in the season. They swooned, and they actually ended up missing the playoffs. I don't think they're going to miss this time. It's close. They're definitely going to lose the division, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Tough game last Saturday night. Thankfully, I was driving back and listening on the radio. I didn't have to watch it. Yeah, it's an ugly game. Then you got Russ Wilson. Um, he's set to return, although, you know, Rippon played fine. So, you know, whatever. At least they know they've got a capable backup. We'll see if Russ Wilson plays better. I mean, he's got to earn that contract at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they've played a little bit better in the last couple of weeks. And then you've got Jonathan Taylor. He's out for the year. He got hurt uh, in that crazy game that I don't think I referenced it in the <laughs> in the write-up. You know, the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL. Sorry about that action. Uh, your Colts up 33 to nothing at halftime. And Matt Ryan has been on the worst, uh, <laughs> worst of it a couple times here, but wild game. I mean, yeah. obviously the Vikings came, you know, raging back and ended up winning in overtime. Didn't cover the number, but Jonathan Taylor got hurt in that game. And, you know, that whole, just Saturday did not win in his namesake, but, um, I don't know. The Colts have been, we had a weird season. Yeah. I, in the end, I think it's probably better that the Colts lost the game. Mm-hmm. 
going for draft picks now. There's no reason to win games like that this late in the season. Exactly. Let's go over the picks. Um, you know, we were we were on the Bills. They were playing Miami. I don't know about this Bills team. They they were laying seven. We thought that they would do it. You know, it wasn't as much of the weather angle. I just thought that they'd get a lot of revenge. Mm-hmm. Give Miami credit. I mean, they played well. They were up 29-21 late in that game, and then the Bills had to kind of storm back to win. There was snow late in the game to kind of slow down Miami, but I didn't really think it was, you know, a laser light show passing attack for Miami. I think they just kind of dinked and dunked. They ran the ball pretty well. They played a good football game. So so the Bills didn't cover winning 32-29, but, you know, let's look at, you know, Miami, how they're going to go for the rest of the season. Yeah, Definitely impressed yeah. with Miami in that game. And I think the question for me is the Bills' defense. You know, all yeah. season long, we've had them near the top of the league, but giving up 29 points in that setting to the Dolphins, they are just not playing like the team that we saw earlier in the year. They slipped to five in DVOA, but it feels like they're a worse defense than five right now. I agree 100%. I mean, they haven't played well in weeks, and I don't, you know, ever since that, this was like the the Detroit game when I just felt like they couldn't stop Detroit. If you've got a capable, you know, offense, they're just, you know, they're letting people move the ball. I mean, it's, it's weird, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Um, they, they've got a the game against my, my bears tomorrow. Um, so we'll see what happens. We did get the Jags right around the ja- right side of the, with the Jags. Jags were getting three and a half at home. It may not have been the stripper angle. I'm not really sure, but either way, they were down big in this game, 27 to 10 against the Cowboys. And leave it to the Cowboys to blow another big lead like they did against Green Bay. And it was a, it was kind of a tidal wave. You know, the Jags started really throwing the ball. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is playing great, great football uh, right now. And then they force overtime and get that kind of pick six. But I don't know if it's, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it. I mean, we know that McCarthy's not a good coach. We know that. We always knew that. But this team has such talent, and they're they're able to get up to these leads, and they've got a great defense. I don't understand why they can't hold these leads. Yeah. I, I mean, another team where you have to question the defensive prowess because the last three weeks they're giving up points aplenty, 40 mm-hmm. points to the Jaguars and almost 500 yards of offense and 7.2 yards per play on Sunday. Just right. a pitiful performance by the Cowboys' defense. Agreed. We'll talk about them against the Eagles this week. Uh, we were wrong on the Panthers. I don't know what happened with this team. I mean, they had their, their land two and a half at home against the Mitchell Trubisky Steelers, and Trubisky looked pretty good. He played pretty well, and offensively, they couldn't do anything. Um, you know, they lose 24-16 outright. The game really wasn't that close. So I just felt like, you know, I mean, the Panthers, this AFC, or NFC South is like the worst division ever in football, I think. Um, they obviously lose an opportunity in the division, even though Tampa stinks still. But, um, you know, that little run that the Carolina was on was turned back by the Steelers. So, and Mike Tomlin still can finish above 500, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Four of 11 on third down, not helpful. I mean, the Steelers outgained them 325 to 209, and it was a pretty dominating performance, I'd say. It was really the rushing game, too. Uh, Najee Harris is starting to look good again, and I think that really aided Trubisky. It did. It really helps. Uh, we had the Titans. They were plus three on the road against the Chargers. This this handicap was perfect, actually. This is exactly what we expected. Low-scoring game. Titans were in it. They had a late drive, and I texted you when they scored that touchdown 
to quote unquote tie the game was, you know, at 14, 13, that point, I'm like, they should have gone for two. Then we can cover and yeah. go for the win. And then they end up going, just kicking the extra point and letting Herbert just, you know, make a couple of good throws to get down in field goal range to, to win the game kind of in regulation. Basically they, they, I guess they did kick the ball off, but so this was a tough one. Um, we got a push on this one because it was 20 to 17 for the chargers, but Right handicap, just a bummer that we didn't get the actual uh, outright win on this one. Yeah, and Derrick Henry had a big game, over 100 yards on the ground, so that came to fruition. Eh, what can you do? We'll take a push, I guess. Yeah. Well, I put this one on here. We weird. We, what a weird game. What a weird weekend. We had the Minnesota game where it was just a crazy calamity on Sunday or Saturday evening or whatever, or Saturday afternoon, I guess that was. And then you got the Patriots. The Patriots are getting beat pretty soundly in the first half. Then they go on a 21-point run <laughs> to take a 24 to, I guess it was 24 to 17 uh, lead yeah. in the fourth quarter in complete control. Rondre Stevenson was running all over this team. They were stopping the run, and, you know, Josh Jacobs, which was our handicap originally. Patriots getting the two and a half at the Raiders. But there's a lot of people on the Raiders, and and what do they do? They have this late, late drive, kind of like the Denver game. Late drive, score a touchdown, very questionable touchdown. The guy was clearly out of bounds. Yeah. But yeah. they still got ruled the touchdown, tie the game. Patriots have the ball. Just run the clock out, take a knee. St- Stevenson runs through the middle. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like the Raiders were trying to, you know, let him go through the middle. But then he laterals the ball to Jacoby Myers. And then Jacoby Myers, like an idiot, throws the ball back 15 yards. I guess he's trying to go to Mac, uh, Mac Jones. But he throws it right to Chandler Jones, who just proceeds to truck. <laughs> truck Mac Jones to the ground and run for the game-winning touchdown. First of all, like, I'm sure Vegas hated, meaning, like, the bookies hated this. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously an outright winner, and I'm sure there were a lot of, you know, parlays and stuff. But what a crazy-ass game, dude. Yeah, wild ending indeed. I, I don't know what Jacoby Myers was thinking. He's usually a pretty smart football player too. Yeah. I think he really owned it at the end of the or during the post game press conference. So. And again, like I think the Patriots, even though we didn't pick this game in the contest, they were the right side. I mean, it, yeah. you know, we kind of almost flipped to the Raiders because the money was coming in, but mm-hmm. classic candy gap that just completely got destroyed on that play. Um, so. Yeah, right. if they went to overtime, you have to. Yeah. The Patriots were in complete control. They were probably ninety percent to win that game in OT. Of course, of course. Anyway, what are you gonna do? Um, Bengals. We didn't take this team. We backed off because we thought the Bucks were gonna play well, which they did in the first half. <laughs> so the Bengals were laying three and a half in this game at Tampa. Tampa played a perfect half, seventeen to three. Played a great defense again. Good handicap action, except. I don't know what the hell happened at halftime. They turned the ball over. I think it was four straight times, the Bucks. First of all, and you want to explain this to me? You're up 17-3. to three. You're at your own 26-yard line. You go for a fake punt? Well, what the hell are they thinking? They go for a fake punt and blow it. They fumble it, and then they say, get tackled right there. They give a short field to the Bengals, who haven't moved the ball all day. They score right away. Then they turn the ball over three straight times in a row. The game flips. They scored like 24 answer points. I mean, the Bengals yeah. end up winning 34-23. I mean, another crazy game for this weekend. 
Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that fake punt really turned the momentum in that game and just gave the Bengals new life. And from that yeah. moment on, it was a completely different football game. And, and somehow Tampa, as bad as they've been, and I don't know how many games they've lost in a row, they're still on top of the, the mm. NFC South, dude. This is ridiculous. Yeah. It's atrocious. It I mean, the Bucks still pretty much dominated the box score. 400 mm. yards to 237. The yards per play was almost two yards better than the Bengals. So it was really just the turnovers and the short fields that they kept getting. When you get the ball at the 20 every time on the other 20, I mean, and Burrow's like, okay, here's another touchdown. Let me hand it off. I thought Mixon ran pretty well in this game considering against the Bucks' uh, defense. All right, and the last one was the Commanders. Oh, man, the Commanders. And Tyler Heineke, he, he failed us. But you know, I don't know if you watch this game. I know you, you sometimes go to sleep on Monday Night Football, as you should, um, or Sunday Night Football. So the Commanders were laying four and a half. And I'm not going to say that they should have covered this game. But when you watch the game, Washington's so much more talented than the Giants. They moved the ball from 20 to 30, from the, their 20 to the 30 of like six times. Then they kept getting penalties, getting pushed out of field goal range, punt the ball. And then they obviously strip sack, fumble. Thibodeau played great for the Giants, that's for sure. You know, he had multiple sacks and he had the strip sack recovery himself for the touchdown. But in the end, like, the defense played solid. The Giants didn't do much on offense. And then the stupid fumble by the – it's a good reversal. I mean, Heineke fumbled in, in the red zone. Yeah. Points off the board. And then this ridiculousness at the end of the game, I don't even understand. It's not that I'm saying it's rigged or anything. I just think that on the two-point conversion, when Washington scored earlier in the game, and they called this, they called pass interference on, I don't even know why they called it. It was, like, ridiculous. The guy, receiver ran to the guy in front of him. That happens on every play. Mm -hmm. But then later in the game, when they say McLaurin was lined up wrong, he waves his hand over there, and they – Gives him a gives him a move and then he moves up a little bit. Then they still call it on him. That takes him out, negates a touchdown, and then the guy got mugged. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> Receiver got completely mugged by the Giants cornerback. Uh, no call. Just bad officiating, you know. Yeah. So in the end, I'm not saying they would have covered the number, but they probably should have won the game or at least been in overtime. Yeah, definitely. I didn't see. You're right. I, I did go to bed, so I didn't see that. <laughs> but I heard a lot of discussion on radio and whatnot this week. So it sounds like Heineke probably should have thrown an interception during that sequence earlier. He, he so. did. He did. He he threw it right to somebody. But And they may go back to Wentz. Wow. I, they should I, think I about it because I don't think Heineke's the answer. Yeah. Well, in the long run, I don't think he's the answer. So for this team, they still are on the fringe of the playoffs. I do think your Lions have a really good chance to overtake them now. But um, anyway, we'll we'll talk about that more later. So on the week, uh, you know, dogs came in just ahead, you know, eight seven and one this week with the push, uh, and then the unders just killed it eleven and five. Probably a lot of weather in that one. But look at this man, and this this started off early. Of the the favorites, you know, six of them didn't cover this week. You know what I'm saying? That won the game. So that's of that eight six eight seven and one, six of them were no covers by the uh, by the favorites. So. A little bit of a correction. Yeah. All right, let's go into week 16 action. Uh, we already talked, you know, the Jags won 19-3 against the Jets. I feel bad for the Jets. You know, obviously Mike White got hurt. 
we know Wilson sucks. You know, they end up going to the other guy last night. I didn't even know this guy. Did you see that last night? Yeah, late uh, uh, Strebler. Yeah. I mean, he didn't play great, but he played better than Wilson. Um, you know, the Jets, if they have any offense, not just in this game in general, they probably win against Detroit and you know, the Jags. But, but anyway, the Jags are now they're sitting there. They Like you said, they're the driver's. All right, let's go to the next game. Let's go to the Saturday game. So, look, it's a little bit weird this week, everybody, not that you're having to gamble every second, but the bulk of the games are on Saturday, <clears throat> Christmas Eve, and there's only, I think, four games on, on, on Christmas Day. Is that Three. right? Three games. Yeah. <clears throat> and a Monday night game. So, by the way, I've already notified the proxy uh, of the earlier picks this week. Great. Nice one. <clears throat> there's a lot of games in this kind of 1 o'clock, <clears throat> one o'clock window for, for Saturday, so – we got to get after it. So let's start off with the Falcons going to the Ravens. Uh, Ravens open as a seven-point favorite here. There's still six and a half in the contest. Uh, the total went from 40 and a half to 34 and a half. We didn't talk about Ritter. Ritter played okay. Um, they did get the cover. Uh, they didn't win the game, but they got the cover uh, in the game against the Saints. Kind of got a late touchdown, kind of backdoored that situation. But obviously the you know, the total tells you the story. Nobody's going to score this game. Um, so six and a half is a lot of points for a low total game. I'm not saying we should get on Atlanta, but Baltimore, I would never, I would ne- never take Baltimore in this game. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. I can't look at Atlanta at all. Desmond Ritter was awful last week and I don't really see him having any success against the Ravens defense. And I mean, I think you nailed it. It's a good reason that this total is set at 35 and a half right now because this is one game, and I think it'll be a theme throughout this entire podcast episode, but the weather this weekend, especially Midwest and East, is just going to be terrible in every outdoor game, and this is one of them. So I think, though, that uh, the Ravens are going to be set up to success, have success running the ball. The Falcons defense is 30th ranked against the run, and their their rushing D-line is 30. 32nd. So mm. if they actually, if Roman actually sticks to the run this time, which he failed <laughs> to do on Saturday night, I think Baltimore could cover. But I can appreciate you not wanting to lay a big number with a low total. Yeah, I just want to stay away. I, you know, the Ravens have been a team that middle of the season when, when Lamar was playing, I really liked them because they played so bad early and they blew some games. People kind of laid off. The odds makers were, you know, there was some value there. And they're technically value in my number here, actually. I, I got this as a 10-point game for the Ravens. I just can't trust them, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe they win the game, but uh, and they should win the game. But I don't know, man. Six I, and a half, seven points, too many. I do think the Ravens are, is a really strong teaser piece this week. I've already put oh, them at, in a teaser with the Jags, actually. So bringing oh, them six and a half down to a half is a good look. You, you obviously you had that in the bag with the Jags there, so... Okay, next game, Seattle's going to Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City opened as a 9.5-point favorite at home, 48-point total. It's 10 in the contest for Kansas City, 49.5 is the total. You know, we we nailed it last week. We didn't even talk about this. The Chiefs, maybe they shouldn't have won. They won the game. They won in overtime against, against the Texans. So the Texans are playing a little better, and they can't cover these numbers. But Seattle's not a team I trust. I, the, we talked about this last week. They, they blew it. I mean, San Francisco dominated them. But, God, 10 points. I don't like either side is what I'm saying. I, I think Kansas City, I would probably go with Kansas City. 
even though I'm sure you're going to say that the dog has value, but Seattle is not a team that I'm going to bet on ever again this year. No, I agree with you. I, I am not interested in Seattle right now. They've lost five in a row now against the spread. And this is a team that's trending downwards, including the quarterback, Geno Smith. He's For as hot as he started earlier in the season, he's been yes. equally cold the last several weeks. So I don't think that they're going to just snap back and cover a big number here. Although, in the same breath, we've talked an awful lot about how Kansas City struggles to cover these double-digit point spreads as well. So I agree with you yeah. that it's probably a pass. You know, with Walker back, he played pretty good last week a little bit. So I think if he's back, maybe they can run the Chiefs. But it's the defense for Seattle. They can't stop anybody anymore. So right. I think Kansas City's going to have points. Um, yep. All right, here we go. Texans against the Titans. As you mentioned, uh, we know Malik Willis is starting, and the Texans somehow pulled, pushed, put together two very good games. They just keep changing the quarterback, too. It's like it was Mills last week. <laughs> Whoever they want to put in there, it's like a quarterback competition. So yeah. Titans open as a seven-point favorite, now down to three and a half. The total's gone from 40 to 35 and a half. Wow. <laughs> Big move on the total. I'd probably be over here. Do you think this is a weather-related move? Yeah, it is. There's going to be single-digit temps in Tennessee this weekend, also Saturday, that is. And um, I think this one, much like many of the other totals in the league, is mostly due to weather. But it's also because of the Tennessee offense. I mean, uh, Malik Willis has got to be at least a six- or seven-point downgrade in the numbers, and you're seeing that reflected in the point spread. In fact, I show that Tennessee is about a point-and-a-half better on a neutral, so I think going through the three to three-and-a-half shows a little bit of value to the Texans, but Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I want to touch them either. This two-quarterback system has been somewhat good, but I'm not sure that it's going to continue up against Rabel and their coaching staff. And, you know, remind me again, isn't Houston terrible against the run? I, yes. Yeah, I mean, so Henry's going to have 200 yards. It's whether how many times they score. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, this is terrible this week. we got to pick some games, but I, I still want to stay away from this one too, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Bill's going to the Bears. Uh, Bill's open as a nine-point favorite on the road, 42-point uh, total. It's to eight and a half now. 40-point total. This is going to be an actual freezer bowl, not like what they had in Miami. I guess Miami and and Buffalo. This is going to be a really cold game tomorrow. It's funny. My uncle's texting my dad. He got these stupid text chains. And uh, my uncle's like, what? It's weird. The Bears, there's lots of tickets available for the Bears against the Bills. (laughs) Game time to 10 degrees. Uncle Dave, he was just fucking around. But, But, yeah, I mean, like, dude. This is uh, bear weather, but this isn't a our cover numbers. We know that. And we know that the Bears offense with fields is pretty good. But can you get on board? I'd have, I guess I get on board the Bears here. I, it's it's hard for me to do that against this Buffalo team. Yeah, it is tough. But, it, you mean, you have to feel like this cold weather is going to suit the Bears a little bit better. However, and this, Josh Allen has been really good in these cold weather games in his career, too. I mean, he's built like a linebacker, much like Justin Fields. And I think that uh, both teams are going to have a similar game plan this week, just looking to keep the ball on the ground and run it against their foe. But I'm I'm not sure that I can get there. I mean, they they got to the window last week with late scores. But I feel like that uh, this week against Buffalo, you're going to need a similar late game score from Justin Fields. And I don't know if I want to count on it again for back-to-back weeks. 
Right, because the other thing about cold weather, I mean, uh, you you may have not played in this. I haven't played in this colder weather, of course, but when I played in a little bit colder weather, I mean, you know, those hits those hits sting a little more, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're running the ball, you get a good sting. I mean, if anything happens to Fields, this this handicap disappears, right? There's no chance. So definitely. Look at this, another sting away. Agreed. Right, let's go with the next. The uh, Bengals are going to the Patriots. Bengals open as a three-point favorite, uh, 40-point total on the road at the Patriots. Now they're flat three, uh, 41.5-point total now. Again, this is probably a you know weather total, I suppose. So at some point, at some point, the Bengals will not cover a number. At some point. You know, they're, they're, I think they're like 18-4 and four in their last 22 games or something crazy. Yes. But... Is this just a trap? Because I, I I don't know. I'm not saying that, um, like, the numbers tell you that actually, in my my numbers, that the Patriots are the side, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that. Like, I don't believe that in watching these two teams. And I don't know if that terrible play by the Patriots is a deflating thing last, last week. It could literally knock them out of the playoffs. The Bengals are playing great. I don't think they care where they play, how they play, who they play. Three points is a good, it's nice, right? So, yeah. talk to me. I, I I like the Patriots in this game. I'll admit I bet them personally at three and a half. And now yeah. in the contest, the three paints a slightly different picture. Right. But I I think that uh, the coaching staff for the Patriots are – are going to be able to help this team get over what was the debacle last week. And I think I don't really factor that into the handicap here. Um, and I think offensively, I mean, the the Patriots have been terrible, obviously, lately offensively. And I don't yes. think that's where this game is going to be won. But it's on the defensive side of the football where I think the Patriots are set up to stop the Bengals. And mm-hmm. so I think this is kind of a – the last stand for the Patriots and I have a hard time going against them. Okay. Let's put a yellow on them. All right. I don't know when we're going to talk tomorrow morning, but put a yellow. It's hard because I, I mean, the Bengals have been a bet on team for weeks. Yeah. You know, I think they've, they've won five in a row. Is that right? Mm-hmm. They've won like five games in a row and they've covered just six or, you know, six or seven in a row. The only game that in record, I think it was the Browns game was the only team that the game yeah. that was like, what happened to them? But so let's see. Let's see. I mean, I think the only thing I would, you know, Mr. Non-Numerical Handicapper over here, my thing is like, yes, they're going to play way better this week because they, you know, they messed up the game last week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the handicap. You know, simple handicap. And Joe, like I said, I wrote my article. It's like he's going to relish. He's going to beat Brady and Belichick in back-to-back weeks. I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't give a shit. So. Yeah. All right, here we go. Detroit against the Panthers. Detroit opens a three-point favorite on the road. They're down to two and a half in the contest. The total went from 44 to 43 and a half. Okay. Are you getting me on board? You're finally getting me on board of the Detroit train. Are you going to like smash me and want to take the Panthers now or? I mean, Detroit has covered numbers for weeks, too. They're playing really well. I don't know that Panthers' defense can be salty. They played kind of crappy last week. I got to go with the Lions here, dude. Two and a half seems like a good number. I don't know. Yeah. Seems kind of late to be getting on the Lions bandwagon. <laughs> seven, seven in a row covers. Jeez. 
and uh you know the Goff put to bed the inability to play in the cold last week in New York and it's going to be cold again this weekend in Carolina I don't think the weather here is quite as bad as it is in some other spots so that may not be a huge factor but um I mean the passing game is really starting to pick up and Swift is back healthy so Mm -hmm. you have to figure that they're going to be able to uh, do some work against this Carolina defense which was pretty stout earlier in the year but now is 20th ranked defensively and uh on the other side i think the lions defense has been playing a lot better in their own right being able to rush the pasher with hutchinson and company so Mm -hmm. i agree i think that uh certainly two and a half looks like a more valuable number i make it three on a neutral so the spread is probably pretty right in Mm -hmm. all honesty but it's hard to get behind the carolina panthers again can't do it. Can't do Panthers. Let's do yellow, or if you want to go green, yeah. Lions. I've done that. I will say last week, and we didn't really talk about this game, but I mean, Salah kind of screwed up that game. I mean, besides yeah. Zach Wilson, who didn't play that bad last week, he just he screwed up the last minute. He didn't call any timeouts. I mean, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. They they settled for a 58-yard field goal. They gave up like 35 seconds, 30 seconds when they got the ball to midfield. You call a timeout there, you probably save two or three plays. You get another seven or eight yards making that awesome play that, that put them ahead. But you know, the Jets were up 17-13. They were, they were, it was a really good football game uh, in the yeah. end. I do think Mike White, you know, who knows. But um, all right, there we go. Next one o'clock window game, you've got the Saints against the Browns. Browns open as a three-point favorite. It's down to two and a half. Another weather situation, 36 down to 32. Um I don't know, man. Taysom Hill made some plays last week. They scored some Saints played okay, but can you count on that every week, especially in the cold weather? The Browns, God, I can't. This team confounds me every single week. They're they're the right side. They should be three, four-point favorites in this game, but the number came down. So, God, man, what's going on? Both these teams, I just can't, can't figure them out all season. Yeah, I know what you mean. And this total has the potential to close in like historic territory. It mm-hmm. went down to 31 and a half at one point this week before some group decided to go over. Don't know right. how. And it's back yeah. up to 32. But um, I, hmm, I'm having a hard time because I think the one area where the Browns could have some success is running the football, but the Saints run defense is actually pretty good. Right. And so I think they should be able to hold them down. But it is hard to get behind the Saints, I think, in this game. They had a good showing last week, but uh, going on the road to Cleveland is a whole other animal with this weather. Is it a stay away? I think so. <laughs> okay. Like five. We're good at stay aways this week, action. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one o'clock window game. You've got the Giants against the Vikings. Vikings coming off the miracle comeback. Um, they... They're laying four points in this one from the opener and in the contest. Totals from 47.5 to 48.5. Don't worry about weather in this one, actually, because this is in a dome. But um, these are the two paper Tigers, right? I mean, the Giants somehow won last week. And, again, they never threw the ball past, like, eight yards in the entire game against Washington. And then their defense played enough. But uh, the Vikings – look, the Vikings are a better team to me. But – can you lay four points? It's a terrible number. It's a terrible number. But I, I can't back the Giants. I, you might want to talk me into that. I can't do it. I don't believe in them. 
So it's it's Vikings or pass for me here, buddy. Four points sucks, though, I know. All right. Yeah, I, I'm not betting on the Vikings. Their defense is just <laughs> terrible. If there's any team or opponent to come up against for the Giants pass game to get right, it's this one. And right. For that reason, I'm betting the over 48 is the total. And I think this game is going to go over much like many Vikings games past this season. And um, I I think that four is too big. I don't think it the is. Vikings are a team with a, a negative yards per play differential that's capable of uh, of covering a number like this. So I think it's a Giants or pass for me. Maybe we should pass. I think we should pass. I, these two two of the whatever man. I mean both these teams just confounding to me. A lot of a lot of a lot of games like that this week, buddy. Yeah, it's true. Okay, let's go to the four o'clock window on Saturday. Uh, right when you're getting your, you know, Christmas Eve dinner together, uh, four o'clock, um, you've got Washington going to the 49ers. Washington, the Commanders, I'm assuming they both, the 49ers opened as a seven point favorite in the contest at seven point favorite. Total went from 40 down to 37 and a half. Not weather related, uh, just, just teams. So, you know, the Purdy train, he played pretty well uh, against Seattle. We know Seattle's defense stinks. Commander's defense is much better than Seattle's, but I don't think they can score. I don't think they can score. They can't score against anybody, even against not good defenses. They're playing the best defense now. So, man, seven points is a lot, but I'd be on San Francisco here, dude. Yeah, I agree. I think that your handicap is spot on. Just looking at the disparity between the Washington offense and San Francisco defense, and it's pretty wide chasm. So, you have to figure that defensively San Francisco is going to be able to stop Washington, just like the Giants did last week. Right. And uh, on the other side, Purdy is uh, slinging the rock. He's making uh, high uh, accuracy throws and pretty high completion percentage in this couple starts so far. So you have to feel like they're going to be able to score against Washington. I did read that Chase Young is supposedly coming back this week after we talked about it for like six weeks. weeks. Yeah. But uh I'm not sure that he's going to have much of a factor. He'll probably play just a handful of snaps, I would bet, venture to guess. Yeah, I mean, and they'll run the ball at him. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I actually thought last week, Saquon, who had a great game on, on Sunday yeah. night, I mean, they couldn't stop that dude. And it, they were running the same play over and over. Yeah. Let's let's, let's go yellow or green. Okay. One of the 49ers here. I'm in. The other 4 o'clock game is only two on Christmas Eve. You've got uh, the Eagles going to the Cowboys. So, you know, let's talk about this handicap or talk about the spread first. It opened as the Cowboys minus one at home. Uh, now it's five and a half in the contest. Right now, the total went from 50 and a half to 46 and a half. Now, the, the main handicap is because of Hurts being out. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I, I'll just say it out loud. I'm, I'm on the Eagles in this one, well, especially at the fifth, five and a half. Obviously, there's been money that's come in on the Eagles to not get back down to four. So I don't know what the right number is with Hertz being out. I have this game, you know, I don't know, I don't know the Hertz handicap. I had this game basically what they had at one, right around one or pick, you know, with Dallas at home. So how what's what's his number to the handicap? That's a tough question to answer because they're like so totally different quarterbacks. Um, right. I, you know, they the one yard sneak play might be out of the playbook now. That's a huge, huge bonus that the Eagles, like every single fourth and one is basically a win for them. Yes. I'm not sure that Minshew could pick those up. Um, 
but I don't think it's as drastic as the the move indicates. I agree with you. I think that Minshew has proven that he's capable when he's come in in seasons past. Um, I did see that he had to leave the team midweek this week. He spoke at coach his former coach Mike Leach's funeral, and right. so that may impact his ability to fully prep for this game on some level. Uh, so that's a small factor. But I do think that there is some value on the Eagles side here. And I like the over too. I think that the move down from 50 to 46 was a little too much. And I'm betting this game over as well. Well, yeah, the Cowboys haven't been playing good D. Now, I guess the other thing I want to discuss just because, you know, so before we get on board with the Eagles all hundred percent, so the Eagles have locked up the division, right? Or they have, they not done that yet. I'm not sure. I guess they probably haven't done it. They, they've definitely, they have a commanding lead now. I guess if they win, they, I thought that they already did knock, lock up the division. So the, the Cowboys actually are in the playoffs already. You know, they don't even have to win another game. Yeah. But, um, let me just check this here. Standings. If it has a Z, they have locked up the division. As an X. What does that mean? You know, read this game. Clinched a playoff berth, so I guess they haven't technically clinched the division. So, yeah, I think well, it's probably a three-game lead with three to play, right? And they, yeah, so they, they, they win the game, they're in. Yeah, yeah, right. And if they beat them, then they split. So, okay, so unlike the Vikings and the 49ers who have locked up the divisions, they, and they're in the playoffs, and they it's really about the seeding now. So, so there's still something to play for. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it says the. I mean, I don't care. We need to get picks right, but, you know. I think we should highlight the Eagles if you're on board. I think yeah. it would be a little contrarian, too. I'm not sure what the masses are going to do in this game, but I feel mm-hmm. like uh, more often than not. Plus, we are seeing some value, obviously, five and a half in the contest, and it's four in the yes. market. So That's why, I mean, I think eventually people will pick that game, but we'll see. Um, okay. Last one. <laughs> Another primetime game. All right, let's go. Raiders Steelers, eight o'clock on, on Christmas Eve. This is what everybody wanted to see on Christmas. Why didn't they flex out the Cowboys and Eagles? But whatever. Um, so okay, so the Raiders, after you know a miracle win, they they I don't think they're they can make the playoffs, but they're you know they're playing for pride. Steelers, one point favorite at home, up to two and a half in the contest. Obviously, this is going to be weather too. From 41 down to 38 and a half in the contest. So I don't know, man. I and I hate you know we have we've been successfully staying away from the Raiders last week. I'd be on the Raiders here, dude. I don't know why. I, they're not two and a half. I, I, what's the move? Why is the move happening? Uh, I think I think it's just the uh, the spot going right. across the country to Pittsburgh. And you've seen uh, one team in the Steelers that are playing better football week in and week out. And they are. The, the, Ve- the Vegas Raiders are pretty much stagnant. And I think that um, it's the Raiders' defense. You know, I talked about yeah. it last week. It was a good spot for the Patriots to put some points on the board, and they did it. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Steelers are in line to follow suit this week, especially with Najee Harris on the ground. Uh, that 31st ranked defense for the Raiders is going to have a hard time holding the Steelers down. Hmm. So you'd be on Pittsburgh here, huh? I think so. Yeah. And add in the fact that Franco Harris passed away this week and yeah. they are uh, putting his number into the rafters. I think that Najee Harris 
is going to uh, have a big game. Not related, but yeah. Um, so, and that's actually, what is it? The Is 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 it Saturday? Maybe that's why they did it, because this yeah. is why the game is on Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's the 50-year anniversary. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we got to put some highlight on the Steelers, huh? Yeah. Like everybody else. Spot. From one to two and a half. <laughs> it's a good spot. Yeah. Let's hope that they can replicate that play somehow. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go to Sunday. There's three games. There's a one, four, and an eight. It's really interesting. So you got the Packers against the Finns. Dolphins, Finns up. Finns haven't been up lately, though. They've been losing. So the Finns open as a five and a half point favorite at home, down to three and a half. Uh, total went from 47 to 49 and a half. Give the Packers credit. They won and covered a game, finally. Yeah. Uh, very ugly game, but they won. I don't know, dude. I, are people. Down on the Finns. I mean, they ha- they've had a really tough schedule now, and they've now come out of it. They they obviously lost to the Bills, 49ers, and then the Chargers. I guess there's is that the three games in a row. Yeah, that's right. So I'd be on the Finns here, man. I, I don't know why. Uh, where's the where's the number coming down two points? That seems like a big move. Green Bay, sure they can run the ball, but they didn't. It's not like they cured ills. They played the Rams. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's a get right spot for the Dolphins here, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, I like to the Dolphins here as well. The one thing I would say on the Packers side, I think last week was the first week this season that they've actually had their full complement of skill position players from okay. receivers to both running backs. And so you, you saw a better output from the Packers. Yeah. Now sure. you could argue that some of that was aided by the Rams certainly, mm-hmm. but, um, on the other side, I think is really the handicap for me that the Dolphins offense going up against the 32nd ranked pass defense in the Green Bay Packers is a huge mismatch. And I think that Tua and those receivers are going to be in for a big night. I like the fans and the over in this game. Well, and let's factor in that the Finns have been on the road. I don't know how they got three straight road games. That was kind of a, a screw spot for them. But now they're going to get to get home. It's going to be maybe not hot, but a lot warmer. Um, that's going to help them. I think, you know, coming home and get some home cooking, let's go. So I'd be yellow on that one too. Okay. All right. Broncos against the Rams. Uh, Rams open as a one point favorite. I'm not sure when that was, but now they're a three point dog at home. Uh, total went from 35 to 36 and a half. I don't love the number action at three. I think, where is it now in the market? Denver's at, it's three. It's like, I do yeah. like Denver. Dude, I, I can't. The Rams are horrible. I, I, they're terrible. And the Broncos, as bad as they've been against the number, and you know we know Hackett's a terrible coach. They've been playing a little better offensively, and that defense is still playing really well. So it's Broncos are past, even though the number's not ideal. I agree. I don't see how the Rams are going to be able to hang in this game against that Broncos defense. Baker Mayfield has been okay, but he is not the answer for this offense right now. And um, with Russ coming back, I think that we saw a little something in that game two weeks ago against the Chiefs. And I think that the Broncos offense uh, should have a little bit of success in this game. So I'd be happy to lay three with Denver. Wow. Are we going to go yellow on this game? Yeah, let's do it. Look, we we passed on so many games and they're just coming up late here. All right, uh, we've got the Bucks against the uh, Cards in the Sunday night game, Christmas Eve. Oh, what a treat. I'm not sure why they put this game <laughs> here either. <laughs> but, um, 
You've got Bucks laying four and a half on the road up to seven and a half now from 41 to 40 and a half point total. I don't understand this line action. Um, did something else happen that I need to know about? I mean, the, the oh, Bucks. Yeah. Oh, there was? Well, we didn't talk about it at the top. I think Colt McCoy is likely not going to play as well. Uh-huh. So it's going to be the third stringer, McSorley. We looked him up last week. I don't remember his name again. Chase McSorley. Oh, McSorley. Sure. Yeah. He's a former Penn State guy. Damn. Well, it's too bad for the Cardinals. This was a good spot for them. Even at the four and a half, I, I, the Bucks just can't cover numbers. But it's a stay away for me then, actually. I don't, I don't like seven and a half at all for the Bucks. Yeah. Big game for us here in Arizona. We'll be watching on Christmas. Yeah. I think. Are you guys going to go to the game? No, no. We'll be up in Window Rock on Sunday, but we'll probably be watching. The, the Suns are playing on Sunday night, too. So it'll be a big nice. Phoenix sports affair. But, um, Melissa likes her sons. Yeah, we're going to the Suns game tonight. John Morant and the Grizzlies are in town, so we're excited about yes. it. I like John. He's my guy. Back to the football game. I agree. There's no way that I could play the Cardinals, and I don't think the Bucks can score enough to cover seven and a half. So this is a straight pass. There we go. Thank you. Uh, last game, which is, is a Monday night, the 26th. Uh, it's the Chargers against the Colts. Chargers open as a three-point favorite on the road, um, and then it's four and a half in the contest from 48 and a half to 45 and a half. I don't think we talked about this. Matt Ryan's not starting this game, right? Correct. Yeah, not another good point. Yeah, it's going to be Nick Foles. Nick Foles, the uh, oh, former B- Super Bowl B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-
uh, especially the top dog. And, you know, last year was obviously the top 50, so it's a little bit of skewed. But um, we got a shot. We just got to close out strong. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we still have a shot, too. Obviously, the week last week put us back a little bit. But I think coming down the stretch, we can uh, really make some key moves. We got to start thinking about what the public consensus picks are going to be doing, too, if we want to really make some moves. So we may start that next week, I imagine. Yeah, if we can get a good week this solid week this week, and then you know, then we're just kind of yeah, go contrarian. I think we'll see what happens. So, mm-hmm. all right. So it sounds like you got a full holiday weekend. I'm not doing that much, but um, I hope you have a happy holiday action. This is a good time of year to be with family, and good time to be in Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same to you. You guys have happy holidays. All right. Well, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter. Follow us at Side Action Podcast. And follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. All right. Good luck, everybody, and happy holidays. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. podcast its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made as the side action podcast its owners hosts associates or guests will not guarantee any advice given the opinions and advice given on the side action podcast is for entertainment purposes only gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER intro and outro and transition music credits song titles jerry 5 and district 4 by kevin mcleod at incompetech.org license under creative commons attribution 3.0 creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0